0: From PRX and KPBS, this is Port of Entry, where we tell cross border stories that connect us. I'm Alan Lilienthal.
1: Todos los días, cientos de personas llegan a la ciudad de Tijuana al llamado turismo médico.
0: In Tijuana, medical tourism is blowing up. Mexico is striving
1: to become a worldwide leader in medical tourism. About
2: one million people, mainly Americans, travel to Mexico every year for all kinds of medical treatment. You have dentists, pharmacies,
3: and other medical services that cater specifically to Americans. Tijuana is actually something you can afford. It's, it was like $4,000 to get it done, and here, I don't even know, it's probably like twelve dollars
0: to $15,000. The entire Tijuana landscape immediately surrounding the border has just completely transformed.
4: Family place, tequila, margarita.
0: Flashy, blinking digital billboards advertising dentists, cosmetic surgeons, and cancer clinics are everywhere.
4: All of right here to my face.
0: But towering over them is a huge new medical center and hospital that just opened its doors. There's a lot of talk about how this new medical center is gonna be the most technologically advanced hospital in all of Latin America. I actually went to the launch party for another newish center called New City Medical Plaza in 2019. It was crazy. There was wine, cheese, a huge stage with a wild light show and like a 13 person band ton of politicians and business people were there, it felt like a fancy wedding. (laughs) These shiny new medical buildings stand tall here at the border, poised for a future where the billions of dollars being spent by lots of people from the US and beyond just keeps ballooning. And the pandemic, it's barely put a dent in the industry's growth. In fact, COVID-19 is actually driving a big boost in plastic surgery procedures in Tijuana, thanks in part to people staring at themselves in Zoom meetings all day.
1: And it's causing people to see themselves on screen and not the most flattering light. Many are now getting Botox fillers and facelifts, keeping some plastic surgeons very busy. It's called the Zoom boom.
0: So yeah, Tijuana is big time when it comes to medical tourism. Most people are crossing south to save money on medication and medical procedures. But some people, folks like Maria Davis Cherry, are you? Hi. They aren't crossing the border to save dollars on things like nose jobs and dental veneers.
3: For three weeks, I think it's about 23, 22, and some change. And
0: that money coming from, your savings? Mm-hmm. People like Maria are crossing the border hoping to save their own lives.
3: We are in Tijuana, Mexico, right across the border and I just finished my last natural holistic cancer treatment at Immunity Therapy Center.
0: today. We kick off a new series on medical tourism at the border with Maria's story of crossing for alternative cancer treatments. It's really a story about faith and belief and looking death right in the eye. Ahorita regresamos.
1: We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
0: So when Maria gets a headache, she doesn't reach for Tylenol.
3: I just put like peppermint oil across my my temples or lavender oil and drink more water. I go for like the natural stuff before.
0: She's what some people might call crunchy.
3: Turmeric and mushrooms and alkaline water, you know, how to keep your alkalinity in your body. Um, I started looking at, now even more at elderberries, vitamin B17, which is apricot seeds, you know. So, just a lot of natural uh, oils, frankincense, essential oil.
0: Maria believes 100% in the power of holistic healing healthy, clean eating, exercise, natural remedies, those kinds of things. And she's kind of the perfect poster child for it. Maria was 49 back in 2019 when my producers and I first talked to her. But she looks way younger. She's one of those people who somehow always looks like she just stepped out of a spa or something. Like her skin just sort of glows. Which is worth noting because at the time, she was in the middle of a battle. For her life.
3: I was in the doctor's office at the oncologist's office. And I was sitting there with my husband again. So they just, they said, yeah, unfortunately it's breast cancer again. It came back, you know, they call it coming back. I don't think it ever left, but it came back. So, um, I mean, you you feel disappointed and irritated and sad and a bunch of different emotions at the same time. But, okay, let's do this again.
0: And look, I want to say this right up front. I am most definitely not a doctor. And this is not some kind of hardcore investigation into the efficacy of alternative cancer treatments. We're not recommending or warning anyone about anything here. Instead, this is a story about one woman's experience and her own personal convictions. Maria lives in Otay Mesa, a city really close to the US-Mexico border.
3: I just go out from my yard and you can see all the little lights. It's an open field, and then right after the open field, you can see all the lights and you can see Mexico from the the Otay border, pretty much.
0: One of the first things you notice when you meet Maria is her sort of stoic look. It's like being cool, calm, and collected is her natural state. She's strong and also a little emotionally guarded. At least with me and my producers, Emily Jankowski and Kinsey Moreland.
1: Man, how do you stay so tough? Did you like build
4: a wall around your
1: heart? I mean, how do you stay so strong?
3: No, you know. I mean, the only thing we can do now is to educate ourselves to, to keep pushing forward. It's another day, you
4: know.
3: The Bible says, you know, if you pray, don't worry. But if you worry, then why pray? So. I just don't worry anymore. I think stress is going to probably even cause bigger things. So I think the more you stress, the more you get things in your body, and worrying about it is not going to change that I got cancer twice, you know? Don't
1: you get mad though? Oh, yeah,
3: of course. I'm just not mad right now.
0: <laughs> so for this, Maria's second battle with cancer, she's built herself what she feels is an impenetrable suit of armor. Armor that's made up of her faith in God and her newfound faith in holistic healing. The first time around,
3: My first diagnosis was April 1st, April 4th, 2015.
0: Maria did all the things you're supposed to do when you have breast cancer. Chemo, a double mastectomy, and very potent cancer drugs. But the surgery, and especially the chemo and radiation, Maria absolutely hated how it made her feel.
3: Uh, You lose your taste buds, metallic mouth, constipation or diarrhea, and or both. Infections, hospitalizations, weight loss, stomach issues. You're tired. I got mouth um, sores, and I couldn't eat anything. That's when I lost the weight.
0: After the second diagnosis, Maria's oncologist and team of doctors in San Diego said it was time for her to prepare for round two. Surgery to remove the cancer, chemo to kill anything left behind, and cancer drugs to help keep it at bay.
3: And I told them I wasn't going to do it this time, I was going to go the holistic route and I was going to do my own research.
4: You got something wrong with you, there is a Mexican remedy for that.
0: So here's the thing about Mexican culture when it comes to folk medicine. A lot of Latin people have stories about our moms or abuelas and their special herbal remedies. Here's a YouTuber named Ruby breaking it down. heal
4: you as well there's always a tea there's a tea for when your stomach hurts there's a tea for when you're in pain there's a tea for everything your parent will do this to you sana sana colita de rana
0: and maybe you've been to a botanica there are these little mexican tiendas that sell folk medicine religious candles and other things that people believe are magical or can be used for healing so alternative medicine has long been a thing in mexico And now it's blowing up in the U.S. as well. Essential oils are everywhere these days. Tons of people are taking CBD for all kinds of problems. Healing crystals are a thing. There's actually a lot of emerging hard science on alternative models of healing. Like the real-life chemical benefits for your brain when you meditate, for example. I'm actually a lot like Maria. But not everyone is.
2: Personally, when I heard it, I... I kind of freaked out for her.
0: Maria actually helps run a cancer support group for women. So because I'm not a woman, my producers Kinsey Morland and Emily Jankowski stopped by instead. Hi. Hello.
4: Hello. Hello. Kinsey. Kinsey. Kinsey, beautiful. Kinsey. Emily. Emily. Sorry, yeah. Maria's on her way.
0: So again, this was back in 2019, long before the pandemic. And a group of about half a dozen women sat in a circle of chairs crammed inside a small room in the back of a hair salon in Chula Vista. Chula Vista, by the way, is a city in southern San Diego County, just a few exits away from the U.S.-Mexico border.
1: I'm good. I just... and once
2: everybody gets here, I'll close the door. Did you find a parking? Right in front. Oh, good. Is it always here in the no. salon? It's no. usually
1: at Maria's house,
0: right? After settling in with some snacks and tea, the night kicked off with a few heavy cancer war stories. But actually, most weren't about the cancer itself. They were more focused on the treatments.
4: I mean, they never tell you the tail end of chemotherapy. It's the devil.
0: That's Delia Calera. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015. She did a double mastectomy, chemo, and radiation. And yeah, the cancer did go away. But the chemo was really hard on her heart. And actually, she's one of a tiny percentage of people who get congestive heart failure from chemotherapy.
4: There's only like a portion, two people out of 50, where they'll receive congestive heart failure and woohoo. I'm one of them. Yeah, so it's it's really difficult. So I don't know if ever I had a second chance, I'd probably have to double think it. Yeah.
2: Right, because chemo for you almost killed you. Yeah,
4: I mean, yeah, definitely, yeah. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm to hear still that. doing it. I have a defibrillator. I have a other machine. Yeah, so
2: the ill effects, like Dal was saying, the ill effects of chemo. It, once you go through treatment, it's not over.
0: This is Ana Maria Rico, another breast cancer survivor. Everyone here knows her as Snooky.
2: You know, the chemotherapy, the way it, it ravages some people's bodies, stays with you, stays with you for the rest of your life.
0: Snooky owns the salon where the cancer support group met that night. She also runs a nonprofit that gives women undergoing chemo a free makeover and a wig.
2: I'm still battling through a lot of uh, harmful effects of what the chemotherapy did. Not to mention the chemo brain that I had for a good three years. You know, I'm a woman who's used to multitasking, and all that was taken away from me.
0: But even with the long list of side effects from chemo, most of the women here aren't quite like Maria. They aren't as confident in an alternative treatment's ability to beat cancer the way chemo can.
3: I wish she would go a little bit. She could do both.
0: This is Billy Carino, yet another breast cancer survivor.
3: She could do traditional medicine and go across the border for alternative therapies.
0: Most of the ladies in the group agree with Billy. They think Maria should consider doing more of the conventional treatments her oncologist recommends.
4: When I first heard about it, I was like, wow, she's going to do it. My opinion would be, I still would want her to try to go on traditional. That's why Maria is going to go towards over the border You know, I just hope everything goes well for her and everything's going to be negative later on, you know?
3: I would do holistic, but I would also go with the traditional treatment, just a combination of the two.
0: Maria's mind, though, is made up.
3: Cancer is not a death sentence, right? It doesn't have to be a death sentence.
0: Maria did end up agreeing to some of the conventional treatments her oncologist suggested. She got a lumpectomy in San Diego, and she's taking a hormone therapy drug used for breast cancer. But she just would not budge on the chemo or radiation.
3: I didn't want to put any more poison, you know, in my body. I was tired. It obviously, you know, it came back even after the chemotherapy, after the double mastectomy, and it came back on the same side. So how is that effective you can't convince me anymore to do chemotherapy because I know what it did to me and I know what it does to women that I've talked to, many women that I've talked to, their side effects, you know, the the consequences, the and even death. People die from chemotherapy all the time.
0: So you can kind of hear Maria's working theory here. She's convinced that her cancer never really went away in the first place, even after doing all the things. Maria does credit chemo for one big important thing, though. It completely changed the way she takes care of herself. After putting so much toxic stuff in her body to kill the cancer, that's when she started incorporating all those natural remedies into her life.
3: Some juicing, you know, some detoxing. Try, the, try to drink more water, try to de-stress, you know, so. I, do, I, I diffuse oils at home every day, I do them at, at work as well, and I take them internally.
0: So yeah, this time around, Maria is leaning in on her new, healthier lifestyle and fighting the cancer her own way, in Tijuana, without all the suffering. No te vayas a ningun lado.
1: We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
0: Bienvenidos de regreso. So back in December 2019, my producers and I drove to Tijuana and we met up with Maria inside a clinic called the Immunity Therapy Center. She had just wrapped up the last of her treatments and was finishing up lunch.
3: So Maria is there. Hola, Maria. Hi. 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 How, are How are you? Good. Good. to meet you. Oh my God. Surprise. Just finishing
4: up. Was it nice? It was
3: good. Yeah, it
4: was really good. It yeah, smells. Smells really nice in here. It's really
3: good, actually.
0: After lunch, we sat down with Maria to talk about all the different treatments she had done at the clinic.
3: There's a little machine called a MagRay, so it's like a lot of heat, they give you a lot of heat. So it was the MagRay, so it was like a heat lamp, and then it's a mat that you lay on, it's a different one, and it's also heat. And then they give you, um, I have a port, so they give you um, therapies like vitamin C, vitamin B17, um, a Newcastle vaccine and they give you uh, there's this little light, it's called halo so you kind of open your mouth and let all the little particles go in and it and kind of works so everything works to destroy cancer um, when you ask them, they're like, what is this for? they're like, for cancer, for cancer, for cancer <laughs> so everything's for cancer <laughs> so yeah
0: so that day Maria was seriously like, glowing She looked super refreshed and healthy. I personally haven't been around too many cancer patients, but she definitely didn't look like any I've ever seen, at least. My producer, Kinsey Moreland, brought that up.
3: You don't
4: look like a cancer
3: patient. Right? That's good. What are cancer patients supposed to look like? (laughs) No, correction, I don't look like a chemo patient.
0: So how many Marias are out there? Like, how many Americans leave the U.S. and cross the border to become medical tourists? The U.S. government estimates that close to one million people in California alone cross to Mexico every year for some kind of medical procedure or to buy prescription drugs.
4: Hi, inglés? Yes.
0: A few weeks after we met up with Maria that first time, my producer Kinsey wandered through the traffic jam at the border crossing, poking her microphone inside cars waiting in Tijuana to cross to the U.S.
4: Can I ask you just why you're crossing today? Uh,
2: well, we are crossing because we have patients from Mexico. She's one of us, patient uh, for cosmetic surgery. Oh, really?
4: That's right.
0: She stood near a lane that's actually reserved for people just like Maria a designated medical lane for people undergoing procedures.
4: I work in the medical field. Um, This is uh, people have a surgery and we are crossing on the way back for them. So it's uh, mostly your clients are all from the U.S.? Exactly, U.S. and Canada and around the world. And is it cosmetic or...? It's uh, kind of cosmetic, dental and plastic. Oh, okay. Everything one. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. How's everyone feeling? You ready to get back to the United States? Yeah
0: medical tourism in Tijuana is a welcome trend when it comes to the money it brings in a local tourism group says medical visitors are bringing in over 1.5 billion dollars a year to Baja California So for the most part, it's basic math that's driving the exponential growth of medical tourism in Tijuana, because things are just so much more affordable here. But as we've said, for people like Maria, it isn't always about the money. Sometimes people like Maria are crossing to take advantage of Mexico's looser rules and regulations, and they're paying lots of money to try things they can't easily access in the US. For instance, if Maria had just done the things her oncologist recommended, her insurance would have paid for almost all of it. But of course, no insurance company is willing to cover therapies in Tijuana that are either not widely accepted or even outright banned as pseudoscience in the U.S.
3: And I think that's what I'm more upset about. I think is the doctors, the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they don't give you a choice. You know, they just go, this is what we're going to pay for. You take it or leave it. And if you leave it, then you're on your own.
0: People like Maria honestly don't care that the therapies the Tijuana clinics are offering are officially unproven or even written off in the U.S. as scams and a total waste of money. They believe in the treatment's efficacy, and that's all that matters to them. And then there's this whole other market of people with cancer who just run out of treatment options in the U.S. So some of those late-stage cancer patients, they're willing to try anything, including going to Tijuana.
3: People that comes to us, I mean, uh, there have been is when conventional methods fail them.
0: This is Carlos Alvarez. He works at the clinic in Tijuana where Maria was treated.
3: We believe that it would be better if they come to us first, okay, because this is for us more comprehensive uh, program. That's why we receive a lot of stage four cancer patients because they wait until the end and then come to us.
0: After a short interview, Carlos took us on a quick tour of the place.
3: So we're going to the second floor. Second floor, uh, we have a few treatment areas that uh, we use to treat the patients that are uh, outpatient.
0: So the clinic looks like what you might expect. Lots of beds covered in crisp, clean sheets, private patient rooms, nurses' stations, and then the treatment areas. And that's where things diverged a bit. There were a few tools and instruments that didn't look like standard medical devices. Carlos described them as, quote, special equipment that kills cancer cells. After the tour, we stood on the sidewalk in front of the clinic with Maria, where we waited for a minivan to come pick us up, take us through the borderline, then drop us off at Maria's house on the other side of the border.
3: Here we go, an adventure back Back yeah, to the
0: U.S., guys. After a quick drive from the clinic to the borderline, the driver headed to the special medical lane. Oh,
3: the medical lane is empty. It's empty? It if is. it's empty, it's okay. But yeah. if it's not, then you it usually
4: takes a Yeah, no there's, no, there's no traffic through the medical.
0: It was shorter than the normal lanes of traffic, but we still had to wait.
3: We are now... In the medical lane at the border. You should roll down your window. See a lot of vendors here. If you roll down your windows, you better buy something <laughs> because they're going to want you to buy something. And if you look at anything, be ready to buy it. <laughs> See?
0: So, waiting in this beast of a borderline after getting cancer treatments, Maria says the experience has actually played a surprising and important role in her healing process. On the day we crossed, a young mother with a baby strapped to her chest was standing in between the lines of traffic at the border, asking people driving by for money in exchange for chicle. Then there's the guy in the wheelchair who can't move his arms. His wife is always holding their baby as she pushes her husband through the lanes of traffic and holds a microphone in front of him so he can sing Mexican classics in exchange for tips. Seeing these heartbreaking things, Maria says it puts things into perspective.
3: You know, people go through way worse things than what I've gone through, and they don't complain. You know, just walk coming across the border, I see people with no legs selling you know candy or sodas or chips you know who am i to complain you know and it's just hard and it's just there it's really sad
0: Mostly, Maria says she's confident in this choice of hers to refuse chemo and radiation and do alternative treatments instead. But her life is literally on the line. So, yeah, of course she feels a little nervous sometimes.
3: I worry. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't worry. It's always in the back of my mind, you know, the what if, the what if, the what if. But I don't stay there. I don't stay in that moment. I'm not going to sit in the worry I worry. I said, well, what if it happens again? You know, I'll deal with it when it gets here. For now, I'm going to get up and go to work. For now, I'm going to get up and enjoy the sun.
0: So to be honest, I was a little worried for Maria. When the pandemic hit and we pushed this episode back further and further... I was hoping she was doing well, but also a little scared that the next time we called to check in on Maria, she might be super sick or I don't know, maybe even gone. How are you doing, Maria?
3: I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you?
0: So yeah, I'm happy to report that Maria is doing really well. Great even.
3: I went to my oncologist here about three months ago and he did the um, MRI of my breast, and everything was cleared, clear scans.
0: Look, there's no way to know for sure if those clear scans are because of the alternative treatments Maria did in Tijuana, or the lumpectomy she got in San Diego, or maybe even a combination of both. And her clear scans now don't mean the cancer won't ever come back. But Maria isn't letting herself worry too much. She says she's happy with how things turned out. Are you technically in remission right now?
3: Yes, I'm in remission.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. next time on Port of Entry.
2: On the hunt for insulin. (laughs) I feel a little bit like this is a... a, Well, or a drug deal. (laughs) It is. It just feels funny. Insulina, that's the right word, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, my daughter taught me that.
0: We continue our series on medical tourism by crossing the border for insulin. It's really a story about desperation and frustration and how the border is literally a life-saving alternative for some folks who can't afford drug prices in the US. Port of Entry is written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the co-producer and director of sound design. Elisa Barba edited this episode. Lisa Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is the interim associate general manager of content. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people so we want to know what you think about our series on medical tourism at the border so far give us your feedback and call 619-452-0228 tell us who you are where you live and what you think thanks in advance i am alan Eliental. gracias por su atención